0: Wandering Journo and Stories That Matter studios, I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town, the podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. It's a giant grass that many Australians would be familiar with seeing, but not so familiar with eating. When properly prepared, bamboo is nutrient rich and is in fact a staple of many Asian countries' diets. Becky Dart is taking on the mantle of her father, Durnford Dart, who established one of the first bamboo farms in Australia in the 1990s. More than 240 species of bamboo still thrive on his property at Belly Park in the Sunshine Coast hinterland. Driving in to meet Becky through a cathedral of thick bamboo more than ten metres high, I want to know how you prepare a food that, by all appearances, seems inedible and transform it into a delicacy that is highly prized by foodies and restaurateurs around the country.
1: And then the we'll
0: and then it'll go. And what what are we cooking here? Uh, is it is
1: it's cumin seeds. seeds. Oh, lovely! I can yeah. smell it. It's gorgeous, hey. Um, mm. And then we've got mustard seeds. So the mustard seeds are what you can hear popping right now yes
0: oh i can too
1: gorgeous it smells like popcorn mustard seed popcorn. it does and then we've got a little bit of smoked black pepper and this comes from the guys at deadly espresso or yes because
0: you're very careful with uh getting it from other organic suppliers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. And
1: just making sure we're staying local as well above mm. everything else. Um, and they've smoked it over red gum and tea tree. So that's their black pepper Beautiful. that they smoked over red gum and tea tree. So.
0: And a gorgeous looking little mix in here bubbling away as well. Yeah, that's, so that's the bamboo chilli chutney
1: with pretty much everything in it except for the herbs and seeds. Which is about here, to go in. Which is about to go in. So we've got about three more seconds left. And multitasking even yeah. with the bottles over there. Yeah, so all the jars We get in the first thing we'll do is run them through boiling water, so we're sanitizing that way. Yeah, Um, and there are some people that recommend that you don't need to, but we just like to do it, yeah, to be sure. To be sure, yeah, so we do that, and then we get the chutney, we reduce the chutney. and I'm just about to drop these. Here we go. What an exciting time to be here! Yeah, that's it. Ready, and we're going to load it into the pot. Oh, yes. And you can mm-hmm. see all those gases coming out of I those know. mustard seeds there, a bit and of then magic. it's got to blend in. It's
0: so that beautiful. and the bamboo goes in there, but yeah, yeah. So, so the bamboo
1: is already in. So mm. we start off with um, we caramelize the onions and the chili and the ginger. Gorgeous. Um, and that brings out all the flavors of those and makes a nice little mess. A little tacky, it's mm. gorgeous. And then after that, we add in the apple cider vinegar, um, the honey, the brine, and the ginger juice, the turmeric juice, and then all the herbs and spices and and then last of all we put the bamboo in. So it's so really just a, a bottle of goodness. Yeah, absolutely. You're creating that gorgeousness and then the bamboo just goes and sucks it all up all uh-huh. into its goodness. So you get all the flavour inside the fibre. So when you're eating it, you're getting the fibre for your gut health mm. and then you're getting the flavour for your taste buds. So it's yeah, one of those win wins and then all the vitamins and minerals of all of the products and the bamboo itself in terms of vitamins and minerals. I think it's about twenty five to thirty different minerals in there, or vitamins and minerals. So yeah.
0: Mm, it's very that's hands-on, Beck. Process. It's hard work, this process. Oh,
1: man, that's a 40-litre pot right there. Yeah. This is my second time in the kitchen this week. Tell you but what. i going to show you this beautiful thing that we've got yeah. recently
0: a special little mixer
1: yes so well, that'll make your life a bit easier stirring. so after about three times i lost two pots that were worth about four hundred dollars oh really and a whole day in the kitchen because mm. i burnt the bottom of them yes so yes what we've gone and done is we've commissioned a metal worker to make this stirring thing so it's just like a great big essentially an ore that goes into Brilliant. the pot and then we put that keeps in, it moving keeps it moving scrapes it up if you're a bit sensitive to sound it's not the best sounding thing. <laughs> But here we go. It's good for
0: people to know the
1: hard work that goes, goes into, into, into making this bamboo.
0: Well, this is going to save my wrists from carpal oh, tunnel exactly. syndrome in
1: five years' time. It's also given the product this beautiful, blended flavour, so you can now use it as a chutney or relish, but mm. also as a dip. So if you and want something, and you've got teas
0: as well. Yes, we've got teas. Amazing. So how's that going? Because <laughs> that's one of your newer ones. Yeah,
1: it? yeah, absolutely. So the teas are going really well, um, but we're also toying around with the stand-up pouches. But I'm just trying to find something that's biodegradable and everything, because we just want to like stay completely recycled. Or all plastic free either way so we'll look into that with the pack people this week never stops being a
0: bamboo entrepreneur no no there's no rule books nothing much to refer to you're listening to wandering general nance hexton and this is streets of your town tell us where we are we are in the middle of it's almost like a cathedral of bamboo really like uh, just surrounded by these enormous grass essentially isn't it bamboo
1: yeah absolutely so bamboo is the world's largest grass which is absolutely fascinating so if you think about it from a time when we used to have megafauna and all that jazz it's um, one of the remaining large species that we have on the planet Um, it's also one of the oldest um, plants in the world so yeah it's got very ancient DNA. Yeah. Oh, I did not know
0: that. And not only that, I think a lot of Australians still are getting the hang of that you can actually eat it.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> if it's first point, you won't break your teeth. Second point, you won't turn into a panda. <laughs> um, and third point, it is highly nutritious. So, it's actually been revered as the gift of the gods um, in many Asian countries. And it's also revered as a delicacy. So, it's actually like a beautiful product. Um, the fact that we don't know much about it in Australia is understandable because we ha- only have four native species. It's a beautiful product to eat, loaded with fibre. You've got a plethora of vitamins and minerals ranging from panthonic acid all the way through to rubber flavin, silica, we have manganese, and then we also have potassium for heart health as well. And then you've got bioactive compounds, you've got phytosterols, and yeah, you name it, it's pretty much in bamboo, except for fat, that's the only thing it doesn't have, so it's also really good for dieting. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But
0: very good. Um, it, it also takes a fair bit of prep to get to get to that point though, I think,
1: doesn't it, as you've just- yeah covered. yeah there is um <laughs> there, there's one species of bamboo that you actually don't have to cook which is um Nastus alatus. Um, i think it's known as Papua New Guinea gold bamboo and um that one there you don't have to cook but okay. it is quite a small shoot so essentially when it comes out of the ground it looks like a rhino horn not all of it's edible the yeah. one third in the center mm. of it is the edible bit that you want to get so once you've got that out then you've got to go ahead and chop it finely mm-hmm. and then boil it as well so once you've got to the end of that process yeah it's a little bit arduous but it's definitely worth it (laughs) and
0: and, uh we've uh, also just spent a bit of time in your kitchen so then then that part is where it all begins as well, with all the pickling and yeah, and the chutney
1: making and everything. Yeah, so we teas. take, well, yeah, tease the whole lot. So we, so pretty much, get up at 5 a.m. in the morning. We'll go and do our fresh harvests that afternoon. We'll distribute our fresh shoots, um, pretty much all around Australia, except for WA and Tasmania. And then after that, uh, we will make the pickles the next day. So we get all the bamboo, make the pickles, and then the day after that, then we do the chutney. So it's just this rolling, um, yeah, chutney pickle making, which is lovely and it just all fits in perfectly. And the really good thing is that the chefs, the bamboo shoots that the chef wants are generally the opposite species of the ones that are best for pickling. So we've been able to ascertain which ones are the best ones for pickling, which ones are the best ones for chutneys, which ones are the best ones for teas and being able to make that both from like um, the flavour point of view, um, but then also marrying up with that. How do we make it logistically effective as well? Because it's
0: only a very short period of time you can actually harvest a lot of these as well, Yeah,
1: absolutely, Mm. absolutely. So you've got about three months or two months per species, but then about three to four months ongoing Mm. um, for the entire range of that species. So we have the running species, which go in, this is just approximated, making sure we're getting rain, September, October, November. And then we have a break during December. And then the clumping species generally start up in late January, February, March. So we've got about six weeks there where we can normally just get the vehicles maintained, get myself maintained. <laughs> taint. yeah. But this year, this hasn't happened. We have had the beautiful Nino. we had the drought, yes. follow Bella Nino, so all of it has been condensed into what has been the most intense six months mm. of harvesting that I've yet experienced. So we literally <laughs> just harvested the last shoot about uh, four days ago, and I'm, I'm going for a day spa. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. So how did you get into this, Vicky? Um, well, okay, so my dad started this farm when I was about four years old years old and I must have, I did plant a few of them with my mates that oh, used to really? come up from you school. That? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. And the ones where I've actually got the least part of the land now is actually the ones where I did the planting. So I've got Aww. a photo of me planting these plants when I was like, yeah, four or five. And now they're like 20 meters tall and going to live for like another 200 years. And I'm like, yeah, Incredible. okay. Incredible. <laughs> um, and then I never really got into it and it, it just, once I started getting to environmentalism, I actually wasn't, I was against it. I can say. Mm. Because it wasn't a native in my mind, it's you know, you know that we needed to look after only the natives, etc. But then I was finishing off a science degree at the bachelor um, at the University of Queensland, a Bachelor of Science. Um, My father's asked me to come and work for him um, selling the bamboo products, so I thought I'd better research a little bit before I go out and talk about it, and also make sure that I'm happy to promote this product. Mm. And what I found was the exact opposite of what I was expecting. So in terms of versus cotton, the water consumption that you need is like negligible so that really started causing a little bit of interest and then also on top of that the environmental health benefits the fact that it's carbon sequesting so it sequests 150 percent more carbon from the atmosphere it can help soil erosion so if you've got an area that's been badly eroded the bamboo's got a simple root system so it can help bring life back to the soil it drops leaves twice a year so what that means is if you've got an area that's been desertified you've got the leaves dropping Um, then when it rains next the water can be held in the soil if you inoculate that or somehow the good earth bacteria come back to the land then all of a sudden you've got the bacteria with the leaf cover that's holding the moisture and then you've got the root systems that are breaking it up um, breaking the earth up so the bacteria can get in there and proliferate so all of a sudden you've gone from having a a desert scenario normally caused by broad scale clearing and um, clove foot animals and then you can go in regenerate that land with the bamboo it grows super fast as most people are aware and then it'll be bringing down the carbon while regenerating the soil and then on top of that it also the leaves can be used as a form of cattle fodder as backup during drought which is fantastic um, then you've got the fact that you can make biochar from it which is um, would be of high interest to grain feeders um, of cattle yeah and it's just keeps going and going and one of my favorite things that I always say is that that cats and cane toads can't climb bamboo so we've got <laughs> two species that are really messing up our wildlife in Australia and that's cats and cane toads and I dare say wild dogs as well, Um, but the bamboo because of the shape of the bamboo, cats can't get in and around it and climb it and because it's got those hollows that are already in it, um, normally with a hardwood tree, for that to become habitat it needs to live for about 100 years and then die and then hollow out and then it becomes habitat, but with Mm. the bamboo within the first three years you've got sustainable habitat, it's not a silver bullet we still obviously need our native trees and we've made sure we've kept them here, but as a short Yeah, there is a bit of a mix looking around here Yeah, absolutely Ooh. so what we'll find a lot of the time is that the little marsupials will go up and grab the eucalyptus leaves things like little feather tail gliders oh, okay. they'll nibble a little hole in a bamboo that's starting to wear down and then they'll go and grab all the um, eucalyptus leaves and shove it into the hole and then that's their little hollow Ooh. so we've come a lot of across a lot of extinct nests and also ones that have still got little animals in them we used to chop the bamboo and then burn but now we just we chop and we let it sit for at least 24 hours so if there are any animals, in there then they can vacate a lot of the time we just leave it to just decompose and just stay as carbon Um, if we do have to burn then we will start at one end of the bamboo and make it run up so the animals have still got time to get out if there are any left in there after the poles have been dropped So wow this is a pivotal time for you and also can I say congratulations for
0: being a finalist in a national award recently part of the reason we've come up to that
1: (laughs) Yeah so we were a finalist in the innovation category to top three finalist in innovation for the Weekly Times Coles Farmer of the Year Award 2021, which was absolutely amazing. So... And did you get to
0: go or was it a bit hard with COVID uh, and all the no. rest of it?
1: Well, everything was set to go and I think it was about a week or two out, they've pulled the pin because we had had the COVID right. went mental in um, Melbourne again and yeah, so we were due to be fly down and go to a presentation at the MCG and um, yeah, have a networking night and an awards night, which would have been lovely but we had to go back to the good old Zoomy Zoom um, <laughs> we'll I still got dressed up good with zoom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it was should. great it prompted me to buy a light ring which I think is fantastic <laughs> so now I'm like oh cool this is actually opening up some other avenues yes. so that was really good so um, watch this space for some more videos as I slowly make my way into the video piece land that's right, yeah. and, um, and we've also just sent down recently a product we've won with Delicious Magazine, they have an award program for the producer every year and we have just taken out 2019 and 2020 we took out gold at states so we're super happy about that and that was in from the earth category so very happy with well that. done because yeah. it is very innovative what you're doing becky there's not many like you really sort of forging this very food oriented part yeah bamboo. it was crazy i was actually talking to one of my mates recently and one of my friends recently and um he said to me you know it's really good that you're winning all these awards because when you first started doing this we thought you'd actually gone mad and am really good I'm glad that you're telling me this now and not when I first started because I might have found that a little bit hurtful but yeah so it dawned on me today actually just how different everything is and I think it's just come from this really creative space and just uh no limits you know what I mean mm. just go for it and just trust in what you're doing and trust you got instinct and you know we're paying the benefit of that and if ever I push too hard for something to happen it just falls over so I just learn now to just be like the bamboo and just go with the flow if the wind comes just bend (laughs) some days are for growth and then other days are for putting your roots down and yeah it's like the bamboo has become my mentor and my muse in a lot of ways and and honour the void honour the void is the big thing like I've always wondered why bamboo has this hollow bit and I couldn't understand why and then I realised that the reason it's getting so high so quickly is because it does have this hollow space within it and I think as humans as well we sometimes have this thing to want to try and fill this void within us and the fear of missing out and always wanting more and it occurred to me that the bamboo could not be as strong as it is it could not be as flexible or resilient or as tall as it is if it was solid so it's all about honoring the void and the space and being okay with that empty space so that was a really big epiphany for me a few years ago so yeah it's been my mentor i love That's it It's beautiful yeah. Becky. <laughs> standing here underneath the bamboo
0: just add to that and if yeah. other people want to see this the, yeah. you've actually opened it up to tourism yes we have you so mm.
1: it's strictly by appointment only yes so Monday to Friday, this is a working farm for Bamboo Australia, which is my father's farm. So, and what I do is very different. We do a more relaxed sort of walk around, gentle stroll. We'll have little nibblies and go off the beaten path. So um, if you're after bamboo plants, floorboards, mulch or poles, then go see Durnford at Bamboo Australia, um, Monday to Friday. If you're after a nice gentle tour, then come and see me. Um, We will be, um, yeah, strictly by appointments only. And yeah, we just had our first group back last weekend with um, two groups of 25 from a local um, probus group, which was absolutely amazing. And it was a really nice, good reintroduction after everything we've been through with COVID. Well, exactly. And yeah. First so it's time was, for yeah. a while. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just, it was great. You know, it was really good to have people, to reconnect with people and just you, feel, you see people's body language change once they get here and they actually just start to, oh, zen. Because
0: this is huge. How big is this property?
1: hundred acres. Wow. So yeah. So it'd be lovely to just look around and see how many different varieties did you say there are here? 1,250 worldwide Goodness. and we have 250 of those in Australia so we've got 20% including a whole lot of genetic stock of stuff that plants that have come from areas that are currently threatened due to um, mm. logging bamboo or like clearing bamboo rainforests overseas at the moment so we think in the future there'll probably be a calling for those plants to be propagated
0: mm. and um,
1: regenning You've got a little
0: haven for them here Yeah,
1: right up near the front So what's your dream for it now? Oh, long-term dream. Oh, there's so many, there's so many, so many. Okay, so Big Heart Bamboo absolutely taking off in both the export markets and going nationwide in Australia. Getting getting my own commercial kitchen on the property will be amazing. Oh, very um, good. Yeah, and oh, there's plenty. Um, and also a wildlife sanctuary, this type of thing. I would love to have workshops happening here. Um, yeah, there's so much that I see the potential for, and I see so many budding green entrepreneurs that need space where they can do it and the bamboo holds space so well so it'll take a bit of work that's probably more of a 10-year plan but yeah I definitely see it already all the best with that beautiful dream
0: (laughs) thank you and wonderful to speak to an entrepreneur today for streets of your town and all the best with bamboo thank you Ness That was entrepreneur and Big Heart Bamboo founder Becky Dart speaking to me from her bamboo farm in the Sunshine Coast, Hinterland for this episode of Streets of Your Town. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. site, soyt.substack.com.